This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. It's episode 75 of the Keto for Women show. You're listening to the Keto for Women show, and I'm your host and nutritionist, Sean Miner. This show is designed to empower women to find their own expression of the keto diet to maximize their health and happiness. Now let's get started with today's episode. First, let's chat about our newest sponsor of the Keto for Women show, Natural Red Essentials. I love this female-owned and small business company so much and what they're really doing for us to try to help us clean up our products, not only for ourselves, but for our kids as well. So important. Karen over at Natural Red has created a whole line of natural and safe products that are free of all the harmful chemicals that are in most of our products these days. Things like parabens and gluten, tree nuts, aluminum, talc, petroleum, all these things that we don't want to be putting on our skin or around our kids either. Instead, she's using things like coconut oil, baking soda, and essential oils, which means they also smell amazing too. I have to tell you, my current favorites, because of the time of year and also the ones that you're probably going to want to look at for gifts or just to have around for yourself for the holidays, the chai and the peppermint sugar scrubs and body butters. What perfect gifts. They smell amazing. You're going to want to eat them, but don't eat them. Just put them on your skin. And it just makes such a great little gift to give as a hostess or your family members or your friends. Really, really nice products for them to have and also helping them make the switch to safer products for their skin. They also make great things like bug repellent and hand sanitizers, which are things we're using on our families regularly that are always toxic. And she has found a way to create a non-toxic, very effective version of each, which is so cool. So I want you to go check out Natural Red products. You can head over to naturalredessentials.com and use the coupon code KETO, the number four, women, for 20% off your order. That's KETO, the number four, women, over at naturalredessentials.com. Trust me, you can get a lot of your holiday shopping done on one website, no question. And you'll get 20% off. How great is that? Thank you so much to Karen over at Natural Red for helping bring this episode of Keto for Women to air. Hey, hey, friends. Welcome back. Thanks as always for joining me on this episode of Keto for Women. Really interesting topic today and answering, well, at least giving you some thoughts about a question that may or may not be on your mind, which is how long should I be keto? How long should I be doing this thing? We'll kind of go through some of the ways that you can decide if it's something that should be a longer term thing, a shorter term thing, or something you cycle back and forth. It's up to you, but we'll give you some tips on how to do that. First of all, let's go through some announcements. 
I have another teaser for you. And I think a lot of you are going to want to take advantage of this. I am doing a special Black Friday offer for not only the Fat Burning Female Project, but the Fat Burning Female Self-Study as well. This is something I have never done before, and I love a good Black Friday deal. Who doesn't? And so I couldn't resist having a special for myself and the products that I offer. And to be perfectly honest, a long, long time ago, when I first realized that I wanted to have my own business and wanted to be an entrepreneur, my goal was to have a product or have something that I could sell on Black Friday. That was the goal of mine. I don't know why, no clue, I guess, because I really do like Black Friday. But now I have that. And so I want to make that a reality and pass the fun of that on to you. So there will be a Black Friday offer. It is only going to be offered on Black Friday. I'm not one of those people that has it start Thanksgiving and then go through the following week like they do nowadays. No, it is Black Friday only from midnight to midnight. That is it. It is a one-time deal and it will only be offered to those people who have signed up for my email newsletter. So if you're on that list, you will be able to get access to that special offer. If you're not, you're not even going to know it happens because you won't get that email. So if you want to get in on that, make sure you have signed up for my email newsletter prior to Black Friday, which if you're listening to this remotely close to when it comes out on air, then that is this coming week. So you'll want to go ahead and sign up right now to get that offer. There is, of course, a link in the show notes to do that. And super quick, just put in your first name, your email And make sure it's an email that you check regularly so that you'll see that on Black Friday and you'll be good to go. Another fun announcement that I think a lot of you will end up enjoying is just some changes that will be coming to the Keto for Women show. Nothing drastic or scary or anything like that. All good things. No worries there. But I'm going to make some small changes to the format coming up over the next probably month or so. So you can be on the lookout for that. One of which we're going to experiment with today. I'll talk more about that as we get into the episode. But you will also start noticing maybe a slightly different sound, perhaps in the intro, maybe a different look and some different formats to the other episodes that I do, you know, the keto hot seat and with guests and things like that. Just some changes that I think you all will really like and will make a lot of sense as we move forward with Keto for Women. You always got to spice things up and keep it interesting, right? And this is episode 75. I've been doing this a long time now, I feel like. And it's just time to mix it up a little bit and see how these changes go. And lastly, real quick, I just want to give a special shout out to all of you ladies out there who have left a five-star review for this show over on iTunes. I've asked for them a few times here and there, and a lot of you have responded. And it means so much to me, not only personally, but also just to the show, because it's so helpful to get this information and really kind of the only way, or at least the best way to get more women hearing this information and getting the help that they need for their health or their keto diet, especially if they're struggling. And I know that's the way a lot of you found this show. So it really, really is so helpful and so 
meaningful to me and to this show. So I really want to thank you all who have done that over there on iTunes. And if you haven't yet left a review, I'd love it if you could. That would be amazing. You can just head over to iTunes. It takes like one minute give the five stars and then just let me know what you're loving about the show and let others know what they can expect from the show. It means a ton. This is Jess Betancourt, the host of DNA ID, the only true crime podcast that exclusively covers cases solved using forensic genealogy. DNA ID goes behind the headlines to answer your questions about this remarkable new crime solving tool, how it works, how cases are selected, why the cases were unsolved for so long, and how the justice system is addressing it. I include input from law enforcement to give you the inside scoop that we all crave with a straightforward, no-nonsense delivery. You can find DNA ID on any podcast platform. Episodes come out weekly on Mondays. All right, let's move on to today's topic, which like I mentioned, I'm not going to be able to answer the question, how long should you be keto? But I want to at least bring that topic up and maybe give you some ideas or some tools so you can start thinking about what that answer is for you. If it is something that you want to stay doing for a long term, or if it's something that maybe you cycle in and out of as it feels right for your body, or you know maybe you've gotten the benefits that keto is going to bring to you, and now you can move on with a new sense of knowing about your body and having that healing that has taken place from being in ketosis. And you can move on staying in a more, you know, low, moderate carb type range, but not particularly producing ketones, which is totally an option. And, you know, I don't want to make it seem like if you are in the keto community and you decide not to be keto, that something's wrong with you. So I think we need to go over that because that might be something that's kind of in the minds of some of us is that if you decide not to be keto anymore, are you like shunned from the keto community? Are you still allowed to listen to keto podcasts and follow keto people? Or do you have to like completely get it out of your life? Which obviously isn't the case, but we're going to talk about all that. So like I mentioned, I want to introduce a new format to these solo episodes that I do here every once in a while on Keto for Women. They're always about a specific topic and they're always about finding a version of keto that works for you. So finding your own version, making your own lifestyle out of it, being intuitive with this mentality and this diet and this lifestyle. I want to continue doing these episodes because I love them. I think you all can see I get really into them and really passionate about the topics and helping you with the topics, but I want to do so in a shorter format. So I really want to try to get right to the point. I want to make it clear and concise and give you the tools that you need to to continue this keto version, lifestyle, intuitiveness, all the stuff that we do here on Keto for Women. I just want to give you those tools and then we'll move forward. So they're going to be shorter format. We'll get right to the topic. We'll give you the ideas and then there we go. We're done. So that's how today will be. We'll give it a test run. As you all know, I tend to like to talk, so I don't know how this is going to go for me, but we're going to try it. The reason why I decided to ask this question for us here on Keto for Women with how long should I be keto is because quite honestly, I've been asking that of myself lately because 
I have had tremendous success being keto for the past two years with my health, and it was absolutely essential to my health that I went into a ketogenic state and stayed in a ketogenic state for the time that I have. But now I'm feeling like, you know, a lot has changed in my life. My intensity of my workouts has drastically changed. My health has changed. My hormones have changed. Just a lot has gotten different to make me wonder if I should still be in ketosis, if I want to still be in ketosis, if I want to come out for a week or two. And I haven't made the decision for myself, but it did lead me to kind of just do a little bit of thought process on the subject for myself. And of course, that means that then I'm going to pass it on to you. I think the biggest thing here, and maybe some more questions I'm going to pose when I approach this topic is what is your intuition saying? That's really what we talk about so often here on Keto for Women and something that we really need to be able to tap into and explore in order to get this answer for ourselves. So is your intuition taking you out of ketosis? Is your intuition, if you really truly have that connection with it, which a lot of us are still working on, including myself, but you know, I feel like I'm pretty much there most of the time right now. I know a lot of you are still in that process and there's a lot of you who can't do that yet or don't know how. And it's something that is in the Fat Burning Female Project that people don't expect because it really is that important. But if you're not there yet, it definitely is important to get there first before you can make this decision safely. So Anyway, if we're talking about being intuitive with keto, which is what we do here and which is what I promote and want you all to do and what I do, then yeah, what if your intuition is telling you that keto isn't really necessary anymore or you need a week or two out of ketosis right now? I mean, are we able to actually listen to that and make that choice and not be scared of the outcome? I don't know. I don't know if we're ready for that, but maybe we can actually get there and make that decision and not have fear that comes with it. I think this topic actually comes up quite frequently if you kind of just do some Google searches or something where you're looking at how long do I need to be in ketosis or is long-term ketosis bad for you? It's a question that I know a lot of people have. And quite frankly, there isn't an answer to that. I mean, I think there are a lot of anecdotal situations where we can see that being in ketosis long-term has been great for a lot of people that we know here in the keto community. But has there been a study on the long-term 20, 30 years of ketosis? No. So we don't have that study point of view if that's what we're looking for in order to determine that. But I know tons of people who have been in ketosis for years and are doing amazing. So I don't think that there really is any negative super downside effect to being in ketosis, but it's something to consider. It's something for all of us to consider and definitely when it comes to our own bodies. And of course, the way that we will know the answer to that for us is just by being super aware of our bodies and what it's doing as we get into a longer term version of keto. There are so many reasons out there why we are in ketosis, why we are doing a ketogenic diet, 
We all have very specific and very different reasons. However, I will say that for a lot of us, we have some similar goals, one of them being metabolic flexibility. We want to be flexible with our ability to use fat as fuel and sugar for fuel when that comes in the form of the carbohydrates we do eat. So we want to have our body understand both mechanisms. And when you're just a sugar burner, you won't do that. It won't know how to use that other process, which is ketosis, the production of ketones and the utilization of fat as fuel. It's not going to really know how to do that all that smoothly. It's going to be a little bit of a process and won't be as smooth of a transition and flexible as we want it to be when we actually take the time to get into a ketogenic state for a period of time, teach our body how to do that more efficiently and effectively, and then have the ability to kind of transition back and forth fluidly as we go. And that's what a lot of us really want, right? So that if we do have carbohydrates, our body can burn those off as glucose, and then we get back into ketosis and start producing ketones again. No big deal. I think that's a big goal for a lot of us. I think another one is obviously we want to reset our blood sugar response. That's a huge benefit of going keto and taking out those carbohydrates to that degree is we get great effects on our blood sugar and really being able to become super stable day in, day out with those blood sugar responses. We also want to reset our inflammation. So we want to lower our current inflammatory markers, which ketosis will do. We want to calm all that down, but we also want to build a better inflammatory response, which ketone production also will do so that in the future, our bodies will be able to handle the inflammatory situation, whatever the case may be, and anti-inflame a little easier. And again, I think being in a state of ketosis for a period of time will do that as well. And we also want to have better mitochondrial function. As we heard from Dr. Lisa last week, we want to be able to rebuild and renew and create new mitochondria so we have that high energy, that stable energy we're looking for, and also the ability to have basically all of our function in our body, as she talked to us about last week, just work better. That's a really important thing for a lot of us too. And then of course, there's the piece of of weight loss, which I know is important to a lot of women out there listening right now and the reason why you came to a ketogenic diet. So we have that to consider as well. And using keto to teach your body a new fuel source to help you regulate your blood sugar so that you can lose excess weight, that's an important factor too. So all good reasons why keto is amazing. And you all know, obviously, I've done 75 episodes of the Keto for Women show. I've been keto myself for two years. I think keto is amazing. And for these reasons, very important for the majority of people to consider and make that part of their lifestyle for a period of time. So then once we have had that time frame, which I would say, and this is again, a little bit of just an opinion, I would say at least six months 
maybe of ketosis would provide those things that I just mentioned to most of us and really get us in a good state of healing and health and new balance and energy, all that stuff that we love feeling by being in ketosis, it would get you to the point where that is something that's innate in your body. Those changes have been made, that healing has happened. So then from there, how do you know if you should continue, if you're feeling really good, if the reasons why you went keto have been resolved, do you continue or do you not? Do you go out of ketosis and see what life is like not being keto? So I made some lists of things that we could think about in order to determine for us if we should continue being keto or if we should take a break from keto. And again, totally up to you to decide. I'm just providing this information so you have some tools to figure out what you want to do. And if this is something that you've never even considered and you have no desire to not be keto, which I know is quite a bit of you, and I think that's amazing, then, you know, nothing to worry about, but still maybe want to look at these lists and keep them for future reference in case that changes. Now, before I go through these lists, I do want to, again, mention that it is super important for you to have gotten into a solid state of ketosis and done so in a healthy manner. So we really want to make sure you're properly fueled, you're in a nice ketogenic state, you're eating enough fat, you're healing your body, because we need to make sure that what you're looking out for isn't because you just haven't gotten into ketosis or you're not fueling yourself or eating too little food. You know, we really want to make sure this is coming from a really good informative place. So we have to make sure that you are in a solid state of ketosis healthfully first. And you also need to have gone through the process, like I mentioned, of being in a really good sense of intuitive eating practice with your keto diet. So of course, not 100%. None of us are completely intuitive with our food. It's a practice, but at least really trying to get there with your version of keto and feeling that sense of freedom around food. I think that's really important first so you can let your body be the one that guides you into what is best for your body and when you should be staying in ketosis versus coming out of ketosis. We can let our bodies tell us that and we don't really have to make the decision at all. We're just taking that information and actually putting it into practice. So here are some reasons why you would continue being keto after, you know, the six month-ish range of doing the keto thing and healing your body. This is when you should continue. If you have a health condition that responds well to ketosis, so that could be a blood sugar issue like insulin resistance, prediabetes, diabetes, something like that, even just, you know, unstable blood sugar. If you're still feeling like you have hypoglycemic tendencies, if you're still feeling like you get kind of sleepy in the middle of the day, like you're having this like slump, that would be a potential blood sugar issue as well. And you still have some healing to do with your blood sugar and that will come with further ketosis. Also, obviously, if you have things like PCOS, epilepsy, neurodegenerative diseases like Alzheimer's and Parkinson's, anything like that where there has been really good scientific studies showing that there is massive improvement in these illnesses when in a ketogenic state, then you should continue. That would be something that's only going to continue to improve as you make this a long-term goal. Next. 
if you just like it. If you like being keto and you enjoy what you're eating and you're really satisfied and you love the food, you feel really good and you feel really super intuitive with it, no problems whatsoever. You don't mind having an occasional extra carbs here and there and you don't let it bother you. You haven't gotten into this weird headspace with it. Cool. Keep going. You're doing you. You really like it and it's working for you. Keep it up. There's no need to stop at all if it's something that is really working in your favor. If you are finding symptom relief by going keto, so very similar, but if you've had health issues and they are being resolved because you are in ketosis, then keep doing it. Now, it will get to a point, which is kind of like I mentioned where I'm at, where my symptoms have been relieved for over a year now. And I've still maintained ketosis, but I feel like I could be at the point where I would still continue the benefits of being more metabolically flexible, kind of going in and out a little bit more frequently. I'd still get those health benefits and I'd still feel just as good. But if that symptom relief is relatively new and things are still happening in a positive way, the longer you're in ketosis, that's a sign to keep on going with it. Before we move on with this episode, just a quick reminder to go ahead and check out our Keto for Women sponsor, Fat Fuel Company, over at fatfuelcompany.com. They are making pre-packaged little pouches of our fatty drinks that we know and love, like our fatty coffees, our fatty cocos with the MCT oil powder and the coconut oil powder and grass-fed butter powder, all with organic coffee or organic cocoa. That's it. The ingredients are really simple. And all you have is just a pouch that you put in some hot water, you whip it up, and it is the best tasting little hot drinks that you can have. They are great to take with you to work or on a trip, just whenever you know you're going to be needing that extra fat in your keto diet and you want to make it really easy. You don't want to have to worry about taking all the ingredients and all the coffees and all that stuff. All you need now with the help of Fat Fuel Company is a spoon and some hot water. It's so easy. I want to make sure you give it a try. You can head to fatfuelcompany.com. Use the coupon code KETO, the number for women, for 20% off your order. That will be at the Amazon checkout. Once you have gotten all of the stuff you want to try from Fat Fuel Company in your cart, make sure you add that coupon code to your Amazon order for 20% off. You guys are going to love it. They are great snacks. They're great breakfasts. You just want to have them around just for all those inconvenient times where you need more fats or you just want something warm. That's fatfuelcompany.com. If you come from a past of binging and having some emotional eating tendencies and keto has helped with that, then probably best to stay there because it may be a case where that is still something that needs to be healed even mentally and emotionally, but also physically. And keto is still working its magic on you. So go ahead and continue with that. And especially if you feel like, oh, if I add back in some sweet potatoes, then it's going to mean I'm going to want candy and cake and cookies and may go overboard, then you're not quite there yet as far as the healing that needs to happen with your relationship to food. So continue to stay in ketosis if that's really working for you. 
And then kind of similarly, but different, if you can't see yourself getting out of ketosis and having a more balanced type plate instead of this high fat, moderate protein, low carb plate, you're having like moderate protein, moderate fat, moderate carb plate. If you can't see that happening and you continuing to use real food to do so, like if you think, oh, if I let myself have more carbs, then it's going to be in the form of candy and cake and cookies, then Again, not only has that relationship to food not been healed enough, but your intuitive sense also hasn't probably bloomed enough, I guess we'll say as well. So maybe some more time spent in ketosis and learning how to be intuitive with keto would get you there to the point where you could potentially increase your carbs and not want to do so with all the bad carbs, but actually using good real food carbohydrates to do so. All right. So those are some of the reasons. Of course, that's not a fully extensive list. I'm sure there's much more. But again, I just want to get you all thinking about this. Those are some of the thoughts I came up with as to who should continue to use keto as a healing mechanism for their self and keep on the long-term keto train, which like I said, all about love keto so much. But now there may be some people out there who are thinking, man, I kind of want to take a break from this, or maybe I just want to see how my body does when I'm not in ketosis. And if that's the case, I kind of came up with some people who might fit that bill, and we can talk about what that will look like coming up. But here are some of those people potentially. If that symptom relief that you experienced at the beginning of doing your keto journey now has gone away. If they start returning, you start feeling not quite as good as you did when you started keto. Now it's kind of spiraling back downward. Then it may be time to give your body a little bit of a break. Or if new problems arise, so you are good in healing what you were trying to heal with keto, but then now you have this whole host of other symptoms that have happened. Like for instance, you did really well in getting your inflammation down and your blood sugar corrected, but then now your hormones are a mess. Then that would be a sign that maybe your body just needs a break. Maybe that stress is too much and it has been too long. If you are keto, but then all of a sudden you start having cravings for sugar or other poor choices. So this could go either way, kind of where I said to continue with keto if you have this unhealed relationship with food still, but also if your relationship with food was healed and then the longer you stay in ketosis, you start having these cravings come back, then that may be a sign that it's just been too long. And maybe it is a case where you can go back to just eating a more balanced plate and potentially not producing ketones anymore. And you will be able to kind of calm those back down. Your body just might be telling you that it needs some carbohydrates, which is totally cool and fair and fine and no big deal, but that could be a sign of that. Here's a big one that I think a lot of us need to really think about is if you're losing stamina, strength, or power in your workouts. So at the beginning, it's very common and typical for women especially to experience a dip in their 
performance with their workouts when transitioning into ketosis those first couple weeks. But then you feel this kind of kick in and you have a really good time working out after that and you see some really good improvements. But then if those start declining again after you've been keto for a longer period of time, that's a sign that maybe it's time to back off for a little bit. Very similarly, if you're losing muscle mass, now especially if you're working out and you're losing muscle mass or not seeing the muscle gain that you would expect to see with the workouts you're doing, but even if you don't work out and you're noticing though that you are feeling weaker or feeling a little softer than you used to, that would be a sign potentially that a more balanced plate for a while might kind of get you over that and might help build that muscle back again and get you back to where you're used to being and maybe even further. Here's a big one, feeling over restricted. And I think that's one that a lot of people who have been keto for a period of time might be able to resonate with. I think a lot of people just don't mind it. When you've been keto, that's how I was. The more keto I got, the less restricted I felt and really felt a ton of food freedom and no problems there whatsoever. But there is that other person who, as they go through ketosis longer, they start realizing that they haven't eaten foods that they love in a really long time. And it starts leading to this feeling of restriction and, man, do I really have to keep doing this? I'm not really enjoying this anymore. This used to be really fun. I used to love my food. I used to have tons of food freedom and be able to eat intuitively. And now I'm not feeling that because I'm feeling a little bit over restricted with my keto. So if that's something where you're feeling that, maybe it's time to just take a quick break and then see how you do maybe going back to keto a little bit later. And something that goes along with that, lastly on my list here, is getting triggered into a diet mentality. So again, if you started keto and felt really great, had all this amazing stuff happen and felt really intuitive, and then as it's progressed and as it's been longer term, now you're starting to feel like you're on a diet again. So you had that freedom and now it's gone and you're back to feeling triggered by your diet mentality, getting back to counting things and tracking things and starting to get back into that spiral that keto can have a tendency to do to us to make sure that we're in ketosis and try to limit our calories and maybe try fasting a few days a week. You know, if we're back in that place where we're not listening to our bodies, but following keto rules again, then it might just be a little bit of a break you need before you can start being intuitive again with what feels best. So again, not an exhaustive list by any means, but something to get the ball rolling on how to determine what is best for you. And of course, like I mentioned, I don't have the answer to this question. Only you know that answer. I'm looking for the answer for myself in my own place here. And I will tell you, I have a lot of these things on the take a break list happening to me, especially with my workouts. I do notice a huge difference at this point in what I'm doing for my workouts. When I do cycle out of ketosis and have that glycogen restored in my muscle before my workouts, I do notice a big improvement. And so now that kind of has led me to just kind of start thinking about some other ideas as far as if I should be taking a week or two break 
from keto or even a month, if that's a good idea, what's best for my body? How does that feel? Or is it better for me to just cycle my carbohydrates and continue to do that around my workouts in order to feel the best and maximize the potential of those and then stay keto the rest of the time, which I've been doing as of late and feels really good too. So I'm just in the process as we all are, but I do think it is a topic that not for everybody, but for some of us does need to be addressed because maybe you don't want to be in ketosis the rest of your life. Maybe you don't want to eat only keto foods the rest of your life. So how does that process go of knowing when it's your time? And really all I can tell you is that you've got to listen to yourself. You've got to kind of start looking at some of these things and noticing how you're feeling when you are in your ketogenic space, noticing the good that's come out of it. And if it's still needed, if there's more work to be done, or if you think that you're done and you're just kind of maintaining, then maybe it is a place where it's a week or two out of ketosis and then you get back in and see how you do. Or maybe it's not in ketosis ever again, or maybe it's a month or two. You know, there's a lot of different expressions and there is no right answer. And there's nothing wrong with you. You're not doing anything wrong. You're not harming yourself. If you intuitively feel like it's the right time to come out of ketosis for a period of time. It's okay. It's totally cool. And I think a lot of us might do this just even naturally because we go on vacation and we don't want to stress about our food, which is super important to me. And I know it's important to a lot of you. And so it might kick you out of ketosis. Maybe you go to Paris and eat all the croissants. Then that is technically obviously coming out of ketosis, giving your body that break. That's how it could look for you. And then you get back in when you're back from vacation. And so the only thing I would say to that is notice how you feel. Now, you may not feel great because you don't usually eat croissants all the time and now you're eating croissants, but you might feel really good or it might just feel like the right move to make to make this more balanced plate for a while and to have your quote unquote macronutrient ratios, which you know I don't like talking about, but it's happening. That's what's happening with this change. Have them be a little bit more balanced and not so skewed in the favor of ketone production for a little while. If you do notice that you feel really good in that space for a period of time. It also just looks like, which is a very natural way for us as humans to eat, it just looks like having fruit and starchier carbohydrates when they're in season. So right now it's later part of fall, squash is in season. And so obviously our ancestors, when they didn't have choices like we have today, they had squash when it was in season and when it made sense and when that was available. So eating the foods that are available to you almost naturally puts you into a more cyclical ketogenic diet. And by cyclical, I don't mean like week by week, but more season by season almost. And that's something that's really powerful too. I think that's a really important thing to consider is how are we built? Are we built to be in ketosis 100% of the time or are we built to cycle in and out? And again, questions I'm just proposing, I don't know the answer to necessarily, but something to consider. And then it could look like kind of what I mentioned. It's as simple as just adding in some carb ups closer to your intense bouts of training and then going back to ketosis when you're not training. So that could even be on a weekly basis or every other day basis or something like that. So there's a lot of different expressions, but for me, 
the biggest thing that I care about and want you to care about is that no matter what, even if you do start adding more carbohydrates to your plate and dropping your fat intake down to be that more balanced plate that I keep mentioning, it is done with real food. It is not done with sugars or processed breads and other foods and cereals and things like that. So again, if you don't think that you can do that and stick with the real food diet, then it's not the best choice. So for me, it would look like adding in maybe a sweet potato at dinner and some plantains for lunch, maybe a banana here and there, something like that, and just taking out the extra fat, like not having four scoops of mayo, maybe only having two scoops of mayo with those meals. And that would really be, again, what I mean by this more balanced plate. High focus on the veggies, of course, so you're keeping it nutrient dense. And it's that easy. And you know, for some of you, it may be the right time for others. Maybe you need another three months, six months, a year, maybe never. So I just really wanted to bring this question up because like I said, it's happening in my own life and I don't know what my answer is. I'm still trying to figure that out, but I wanted to bring you all along on the process in case I'm not the only one who has this question. So the cool thing is, like I say, in so many things where we don't know the answer, it's because our bodies do. So we don't really have to worry about trying to figure this out. But if you listen to your body and you start really noticing what you already should be, those signs and symptoms that something needs to change, then you will have no question when it's time to take a break from keto or start cycling your carbohydrates or just be done with it you know, however you want it to go. But like I said, make sure you are doing that with the most knowledge that you have, knowing that your body is healed and the work that you are trying to correct with a ketogenic diet has been done first. Of course, I don't want you to take this advice if you're still working on some really great things and it's too soon. So this is where we have to come in and know that about ourselves, know when it's too soon, know we still have work to be done. And then you can come back to this episode and start looking for some of those signs in a year or two years or five years. It's not going anywhere. That's the cool thing about podcasts. They're available forever. Now, before I sign off from this episode, I just want to end with the topic of fear. So are you scared to come out of a ketogenic diet? If that is the case, then again, may not be a situation where you are being intuitive with yourself. So go back and really try to understand that fear. But I think for a lot of us, it might be that either you start gaining the weight that you lost or you get back some of the symptoms that you had. And those are legitimate fears. That definitely is something to consider. Here are some thoughts I have on that. First of all, when we talk about the balanced plate, we're talking about balance. We're not talking about all of a sudden this high-carb diet, fat-free, like we did back in the 90s. We're not getting into that trouble again. We are simply adding a slightly higher level of carbohydrates with a more moderate level of fat. 
And when we do this, yes, it will take you out of ketosis, but that does not mean that you don't know how to burn fat anymore. That means we have metabolic flexibility, which is again, from the beginning of the show, you remember something we're all kind of aiming for. And when you have that, then you have the ability to, yes, use your glucose for fuel when needed, and then go to ketone production and use fat as fuel when needed. So you will have this flexibility, even if you do increase your carbohydrates enough to get you out of ketosis. Another thing is that if you are feeling, or I guess not you, because you may not even feel this, but if your body is feeling the stress of being in ketosis for too long, then it will kind of show up in your adrenal function and your thyroid function. And if that's the case, then you will actually potentially lose weight when you transition out of ketosis and onto this more balanced approach. You will restore the health of those two functions, which are super important for our health, of course, and how we feel, but also for weight loss. So you may actually notice an improvement by cycling out of ketosis for a period of time. And no matter what, when we come to it from a place of real food, that still has tremendous healing power. And when you have a metabolically flexible body and are fueling it with real food, you're still going to get the benefits that you have experienced with ketosis. And you'll probably still be in ketosis occasionally too without even trying. And it's something to consider. And if you do start noticing that things go awry, then you know how to get right back into ketosis. And you now have that information about your body too. So you can add that to all of the stuff that you're learning about you. So you know it actually is better for me to stay in ketosis long-term. It's not good for me to cycle out of ketosis for a period of time. You have that information for yourself, and that's really powerful. But I think that a lot of you might actually experience some really great things by making this choice of going out of ketosis for a period of time, getting back in, just learning all of that information for yourself. All right, I'm going to leave it here. I hope I still have some of you out there. I know it's a controversial topic. A lot of people in the keto community don't want to talk about not being in ketosis, but there are some people that do, and I think it's an important thing to cover because the day may come for all of us where we want to take some time outside of the keto world for ourselves, and at that point, I want you to go about that being well-prepared. And that was the goal of this episode. And of course, I'll let you know, as always, what I end up deciding for myself as that comes around. But that will do it for now. I hope you all have a great week. Don't forget to sign up for my email newsletter. I will link to it in the show notes so you can do so because you're going to want the Black Friday deal of the Fat Burning Female Project or self-study. If that's not something that you have done yet, don't want to miss it. All right. I'll talk to you all next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.